da, 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 da. We back. Bailey and Harper. Episode 59. My man is back from California. We fixing to do a podcast. Roman Harper, what's up? KB, what's good, bro? I'm just uh, excited to be back, man. Uh, we just been c- cutting open, joking, trying to catch up. We haven't seen each other. It's been gone. Give I've been gone. California cool bullshit. You've been out there a month. You sound like a surfer. What's going I, on here? I'm not a surfer. My, di- my kids did learn how to surf. I, uh, I did put together a shed while I was out there. Kyle I was very impressed. I'm not a handyman. Everybody that knows me knows me. But that you I'm got not. it done. But I did get it done. It was a project. I executed it. It was awesome. Hell yeah. Um, my father-in-law, he's an emotional guy. He cried. He thought he was very thankful. Really? Because he doesn't do that stuff. He was going to just hire somebody to do it. And I was just like, man, I need a project while I'm out here. Let me just. Like, let me tackle this. Let me do. I got it. Impress the father-in-law. I did that. It was and nice. Some quality time. I love it, dude. I love it. Now, it was great a, family time, though. Pause. Coming right back. Episode 59. Uh, this one's easy for you. Um, you get him. You played with him. Who is it? Oh, mine is uh, 59, Luke Keekley, Boston College. We talked about they had oh, a yeah. few, just a couple oh, of these. Oh, that was so perfect. Was <laughs> All oh, right. was so perfect. <laughs> we talked about that. Boston College has put some stars out there, and he is one of them. Uh, he's a Cincinnati product. And so um, coming out of there and now going and doing what he does – it's been amazing to see him continue to grow as a person off the field. More and more, he's dabbled a little bit in TV. I see him doing some media stuff. It's cool. He'll continue to learn and get better. He's a smart dude, but I don't know if he can be without football, like being in it. So it'll be interesting to see where he kind of goes. I need to work out with him, but 59, Luke Keekley. He was the best our, linebacker I ever played with. He was on our station late last week, about five days ago. Um, I think he's going to do the, the broadcast thing really well. I think there are people who believe that because he was sometimes really soft-spoken or didn't you know, do much more than football that he might not be a great TV. He's awesome at it, and I think he's only going to get better with reps. So I think so, too. He's, yeah. he's super smart. Uh, he, he, lo- he knows football, and like Luke watched a lot of ball. Oh, yeah, and he's, like, yeah. He can be part of that, and now I, I feel that he can still do what he does, and he'll be good. I like him. I, I love that dude. He's a great player. He's a great ama- – even as great as a football player, everybody says he is – He's like three times that as a human being, as a person. Yeah, no, I, he's uh, he's a really nice person. It, yeah, he's funny too. So yeah, I like that. I'll throw on. I like one. him now more that he's not playing football because he likes to at least like party and have a drink or two now. There you go. So it's cool. There you go. He's also got me back into peanut butter and jellies. That's his thing. Um, <laughs> London Fletcher. I'll go London Fletcher. We we round out the linebacker era of Bailey and Harper. Linebackers over onto the big uglies coming up with episode sixty. No gotta doubt, start, gotta sixty is going to be a grind. Yeah, it feels like a big milestone for us too. It does. It uh, does. By the all way, linebackers. I got us it. a new app for video. I finally got it done. I fi- after all these months of only doing audio, after we had to lose some great talented video people, I got us a good app. We're ready to rock and roll. We're really we're ready to rock and roll. Well, the cave has gotten better. It looks like it's getting more dressed up for its camera audition, so we should be able to share a little bit. Yeah, we're pretty. With the, we got to stop listeners. depriving people of how good looking we are. That no damn doubt. Kyle. See, there you go. All right, now back to your California trip. You spent a month with the liberals and the commies out there in California. <laughs> um, how awful was it? Uh, it? I never saw. I only saw one place that was gas that was over seven dollars. Jeez. All right. So it's not the eight dollar scare that we hear about on the news. Oh yeah, it's time. only seven and change. What the I'm just fuck? saying, every cent counts. And so Jesus. Um, that is part of it. It is hot, Kyle. Even though it the uh, the temperature never heat, got above No, I'm I'm saying it this way. The temperature never got above like eighty two, eighty four. Oh, the weather's usually perfect out there. But the sun is really strong if you're in the sun. That's like if you're in the shade, it feels good. Also, the beaches in San Diego 
coming from yep. where I'm from, yep. they're not pretty to me. The sand's dirty. The water's cold. The I'm water's like, so cold. I'm like, oh my god, this is what people all freak out about. So like, you these... grew up going to Gulf Coast beaches. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I grew up going to South Carolina beaches, right, oh, yeah. to, and to the Outer Banks. So yeah, and I think cool. I bet water. Well, I haven't been to the Outer Banks, but I want to go there, right, before I can judge it. But we're used to warm water. Okay, it yes. took my wife some getting used to because she's from New Hampshire, where all the water's cold up there. Like, <laughs> all of it's cold. And the, the water's beautiful. It's, clear, it's clearer than, like, our lakes and stuff down here. But it's cold as shit. Yeah. And, but we're used to warmer water, right? But the first time I dove into and I didn't even think about it, right? I knew it. I was thinking about it going out there. I had talked about it. I just forgot. And I ran out and dove into the ocean. Oh. Took my breath away. I was like, this is awful. This- Why do you people do this? Give me one of those seal suits. I, I want to be warm again. It was awful. It Kids had a good time. My kids actually learned how to surf. I My, saw that. Uh, so that was kind of cool for them to go through that Did experience. You try it? Did you try it? No, I didn't. It was, I wasn't there. I was playing in a golf tournament. But um, it was still, well, I just got back from one. How'd but, you play? Uh, not good because my clubs, freaking ship sticks, effed me and like didn't get Why are get, you didn't. saying effed right now on your own podcast? Because like I, re- I refuse to believe that they fucked me over completely <laughs> because. At least they gave me my refund for the money I had to spend because my clubs didn't get there. So they gave, they were straight up about because I called them, I emailed them. They were like trying to work, but I'm like, look, man, just let me go get my damn clubs. And you're serious about your clubs and stuff. Like I am. I'm left-handed, so nobody's gonna have it. And this was not a great. It wasn't the best, of course, to have to be wanting left-handed clubs at. So, yeah, that's not ideal. So I didn't hit the ball well at all all day long, and I'd been practicing and playing a little bit. And now I haven't played in a month because I was gone. And because my clubs didn't get with me at the tournament when I first got there, I didn't have my clubs the whole time I was in San Diego. Well, I mean, doesn't, doesn't Lefty live in, like, Pebble Beach? Couldn't you just called Phil and gotten, you know, borrowed some clubs? I don't know Phil like that. You don't? Mm-mm. I mean, you know Chuck like that. So, I mean, I figure maybe Chuck <laughs> knows Phil like that. I, anyway, I mean. There's a couple steps. It could be a, a couple rock throws for me. You're right. But yeah. because I didn't have my clubs, I just went. It was really cool, Kyle, being out there that long. And really just slowing down in life. I mean, we didn't do a lot. We, you know, we cooked at the house. We ate at the house. Her, you know, her, her dad and stepmom cooked some. But really, they got to love on the kids, you know. And for us, it was a smaller space, more confined space. It's a three-bedroom house. And, uh, and so we have one bedroom. Uh, Heather's younger sister has another one. And so the kids got to sleep in there with Nona and Pop-Pop. And we had a, you know, we had a TV to watch. It was cool. We were like more intimate. It was really good time. And we went all the parks. We hit Disneyland. We hit Universal Studios. Hit the fun stuff. We hit the fun stuff, man. It always helps too, because you know, with, uh, you know, you get the discount when you work with Disney. So it's funny. At you and one of my best friends that I grew up with, you were in California at Disneyland. He was with his kids and his wife at Disney World in Florida. Y'all were there at the same time. So I'm, I'm texting both of y'all, getting like updates on Disneyland and Disney World, and like how like much because I haven't been since I was in the Kyle, eighth grade. Kyle, we so the day we got our tickets and passes to the park, we said, man, this is what it is. Like we are going. It opened up at eight. Bro, it closes at 12 a.m. What? Yes. You didn't know that. I no. didn't know that either. That's a, lot, that's a long time to be there. Bro, our goal as a family was we were going to go the whole way. Stop. Y'all didn't do that, did you? Yes, we did. I what? logged about 18 and something miles that day. Oh, yeah. We put in work. Kyle. Did you sleep the whole next day? No, man. We drove, to, uh, we drove down to um, L.A. Okay. We went to L.A. because then uh, we went to Universal Studios after that. So we got to L.A., uh, cause we checked out of Disney, then we went to um, 
we stopped somewhere and then we went to the uh, hotel and checked in. We stayed in a nice hotel. My wife had some points. Uh, so <laughs> so we, you just uh, went to L.A.? Yeah, we went to L.A. and then we went to Universal Studios. Okay. All right. We had a VIP experience with that. And also, it was the coolest thing ever. So my daughter is the big fan of, um, what's the basketball player? The left-handed player from the Charlotte Hornets. I forget his name. Oh, uh, Kelly Oubre. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. <laughs> For some reason, when you said that, I was thinking Brady Manic because he signed. <laughs> you know Brady Manic signed with the Hornets on like a, a free agent. Contract. No, I didn't. So when no. you said I was just talking to somebody about Brady Manic and Manic, oh. so all I could think of was a left-handed Brady Manic. Okay, anyway, yes, Kelly Oubre, big fan. <laughs> all right, that makes sense. So yeah, so anyways, we're at Universal Studios, and I guess he had. Anyways, I saw him, and I was like, I think that was Kelly Oubre. I, I, he was a tall kid, you know. He's sure. from the West Coast, so it wouldn't be shocking, and. He's a um he has blonde hair. I mean, he stands out. So then my daughter, that's her favorite player on the Hornets. She went to a game or two this past year with us. She liked how he played. He was left-handed. He was putting up points that night, so it was a good night to be him. Because, you know, if he's not scoring, he doesn't give you anything else. No, no, no. He's, he's very hot and cold. Very, very hot and cold. So, very, very hot and cold. Yeah, yeah, but it was one of those hot nights. And so she like, she likes him, and she really loves basketball. So when I um, I saw him again in another while we were waiting to go on the same ride, and I, I saw him, and I asked him, would he take a picture of my daughter that we're from North Carolina? He doesn't know who I am or – anything like that, but he was just really nice and cool. So my daughter had the best and the biggest cheese smile ever. <laughs> it was so funny, and uh, he was very nice for doing that. So shout out to him for being a nice gentleman and uh, being a good steward of the game because that's what young kids really enjoy. And that's awesome. That was a big moment for her. And for me, that was the first time to see my daughter, like, kind of fan, like, yeah. like really excited because, like, I'm just dad. I'm not a, like a, a dude, you know what I'm saying, to her. Yeah. I'm just dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. For her, it was really cool to meet like one of her favorite basketball players. It was cool to see her reaction and what it meant to her in the day and stuff like that. That is cool. And then on Father's Day, she wrote me, Dad, there's no other father I'd rather have than you. And that really meant that was good words from her on Father's Day because she really was like, no, nah, Dad, you're not like, you know, it's no compare because Heather was joking and trying to throw stones. But um, anyway, that, well, you know what? I'll tell you this. It's nice to actually hear a positive story about the Charlotte Hornets for once in the past <laughs> couple of months. Because this has been the uh, world's <laughs> shittiest offseason in the history of the NBA. Okay, I take that back. That's hyperbole. But it's been. What about Brook? Brooklyn's had a bad offseason, too. Uh, they didn't have a coach quit on them, although it was their former head coach. They didn't have multiple players arrested, charged with felonies at that. Um, they didn't do a strange thing in the draft before taking a player who's like mostly popular and I think could be a really good player, but like doing some things that were all over the place. Now they got a dude who looks like he beat up his wife in front of his two kids, allegedly. Um, you don't, you're like, you're paralyzed in the middle of free agency. This dude does this on the eave of free agency. I was going to say, he's this hit to, right before. He's about to secure <laughs> the biggest bag of his the lifetime. The timing, the timing was like, what? Just like the stuff that you wouldn't believe it if somebody told you that happened. You're like, nah, not, there's not, no not that day. Nah, there's not no today, way. not like, this morning. Nah, that's some <laughs> tall tale that somebody tells that, you know, you you can't verify. So you just, they, they couldn't have been like no, last he, night, last the night. The night before free agency, this man, and I don't know if he would have gotten the full 175 but he was about to get at least a buck 50 from somebody i think and i don't know what happens here like i guess we still allow for the possibility that there's a different side to this story because you know innocent until guilty and whatnot and agree but kyle looks really bad it does look really bad let's just be honest with each other really really just the same way as we talked before it's just like 
The timing of it's awful. Awful. Um, once again, the Charlotte Hornets strike again. You know what I mean? They, they, you know, they strike again because they're going to do so. It just gets messed up all the time. I don't know why. And it's so heartbroken. It's so, I mean, they're really having Achilles heel. And it, this man, I saw the pictures because I heard about it, Kyle. That was at first. I heard it. I was like, there's no way. I felt the same. I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. I heard it on the radio or something when I first got up that morning. And then I saw the pictures. My boy showed me the pictures like later on that day or that afternoon. And I was like, dude, that looks awful. Awful. Blown out in the play-in game for a second straight year. You fire your coach eight days later, who a lot of people don't think should have been fired. But even if you do, they went well, all Well, the team, they still were not healthy. You still got to have your, your best players there. All that stuff aside, we know it's in the rear. And they're a young team. Like, sure, right? You had significant improvements. But you fire them anyway. All right. then you Which I'm some, not mad at the firing. Well, I mean, right. It's your That's prerogative. Your, yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. If you want to get better, get better. I get Thank it. You. But, yep. but get better. And yeah. so then you go hire a guy off a championship winning staff who probably got shafted, uh, kind of like this guy a little bit, up in, in Brooklyn because KD and Kyrie didn't want him anymore. He's been with Ty Lue. He just won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. You hire him, it's kind of lukewarm reception, 50-50 at best. Not maybe the best candidate ever, but there's some hope there. Mm-hmm. This dude backs out nine days later. Says, yeah, I'm good staying an assistant in Golden State. So you got to scramble again, and you go back to the coach that you fired before you fired the guy who was questionable to fire. And now you're going back to Steve Clifford. Like, yeah, I thought when I saw that, I was like. So Steve Clifford's a good basketball coach, and he's a good dude. I'm from, you know, but from what I. I was only over. I only overlapped with Steve for like a year, but I interacted with Steve. It does. The move. He's crazy. All but right. he's a nice guy. He's a good coach. He's coached in the NBA for eight years, and four of those eight years, his team's made the playoffs. That's a pre- you'll, you'll, if you're the Hornets, you'll you take, take that. that. He's <laughs> the last guy to take you to the playoffs. He does it. He took a lot. He took the magic to the playoffs twice after y'all fired him. So he can do that, right? Yeah. He's very, and he's got a better team this time. So yeah. there is reason for optimism. But oh no 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 no. Uh, Miles, uh, your, your uh, second year guy, James Booknight. Uh, has to have surgery all of a sudden on his right pinky. It's summer league coming up. Summer league's important. He didn't play that much this year. It's uh, good to build confidence in, he, in ball. He did try to fight his head coach on the sidelines this year. Um, <laughs> he has, you know, been questioned at times. He has had some issues. He got kicked out of a UConn game. And so you'd think this is a summer you want to prove something. Um, and all of a sudden you can't play summer league because of some, you know, wound. And, you know, you anyway, that's bad too. Then the Bridges thing. Um <laughs> Like all kidding aside, you and I both know. And what, what level? Like, first, what of all, order did you do you put in order to like? Man, you are really scrambling right now. If this is like where you're at. Right, right. And so, like again, all kidding aside or anything like that, you and I both agree what he's accused of doing is terrible. It's absolutely horrible. We are on the same wavelength there. Um, and so, what do you do with that? Like, how do you how do you navigate that? Now with free agency here, 36 hours later, you don't know if this like, – do you pull the qualifying offer, let him become an unrestricted free agent, and then, you know, God forbid, or maybe even best case in real life, you find out he didn't really do anything or, you know, this was a misunderstanding. And I'm just talking about hypothetical – at the time, what do you do? Because then you didn't have his back. He's going to walk. He's going somewhere else. You've got nothing for a dude that you developed and drafted. Yeah. So at the same time, it looks like he might have done it. You can't be associated with that. So how do you handle that? Because he's a restricted free agent. 
you have free agency going on now. What moves were you planning to make? Can you still make them? Do you have to try to make different moves thinking that he's not going to be around because you know he's getting suspended? Um, if at it, minimum. At minimum, right. Like, I know you think – I, I think – I have a different opinion. What, what is your opinion? I was going to – what is it? My opinion is that he's done. Like done. done, done. Like done, done. He will not play in the NBA again. Nope. I don't see it happening. Really? Really, yes. Okay. The, the standard and has already been set when it comes to abusing women at – in this types of levels. And if you don't have to look much further than Ray Rice, like once that happened, he is just Ray Rice, former NFL football player. I don't think you, I don't think he's able to come back. If I'm the Hornets, I keep the, the whatever the, I would keep him as a restricted free agent. Like I'm not doing anything until everybody else does something. I'm not gonna make anybody else's decision for my organization. Right. All right, especially that one. Now, what I need to handle, all right, I'm cool with the Steve Clifford, whatever, all right? It just looks, it just looks very hornet Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the word I keep using is uninspiring. It's there not, we go. That is what an, I'm looking for. It's not best. an offense to Steve Clifford. I know no. he's a good man and a good coach. I get all that. But the, the perception is they got screwed by Kenny Atkinson. Of course, the jokes were flying about MJ. Oh, it's the Hornets. Of course, this happened to them. Kenny Atkinson did that. That dude went back on his word. They agreed in principle. He knew what he, he got, what he wanted in terms yep. of that. That dude went back on his word. Period. Like you can you can beat up on MJ and the Hornets for a lot of stuff. This one that was on him. Thousand percent. You, you got to blame that dude for that. But the rest of it, it kind of feels like the same old Hornets <laughs> a little bit. And so your point is well made and, there. And and Book Knight had some decent minutes played this year, but it's like he. And now I can understand where. The former coach, Borrego, would talk about maybe some frustrations when everybody's asking him, hey, he's not playing enough. When is he going to get these men? It's so like, it's man. It's a very mature with, with, locker room. Man, when people show you who you are, you, people should start believing it. It's not a very mature locker room. And that's, that's a different. And, and there are people who say, well, the coach has got to be leaders of young men. Dude, all these guys, are, at least three quarters of them, make more money than he does. Yeah. He knows that he's the first to go because they're, better, they're bigger investments than he is. And so you expect him to just, you know, Coach Carter them to death and, you know, just tell them what to do and show up. With I mean, what do you expect here, man? Like, these are pros, dude. Like, these are – some. Not, they're not all grown-ass men, but most of them are. They're supposed to be. That's the expectation. That's the expectation. So, so, so I, I want to stop there for a second. So, back to what you said, though, because that's – you don't think Miles Bridges plays again in the NBA? No, if it's proven to be true and, like, he did all that, 1,000%. And I, I, the, I, the NBA, he will have to just try and build back – maybe playing in another league for a while, maybe try and ask for um, a reinstatement. But I think the NBA definitely has to suspend him indefinitely. Yeah. And, like, that is what – and then he would – and he would have to ask back for a reinstatement maybe in a few years. I'll see you in three, four, five years. Yeah, I was going to – man, you're right. But, but you, can't, you can't still be playing like the ain't – well, I want you to still be your own personality and, like, don't lose that part of your game. But even when you saw him play, and I had other basketball friends and people I know talk about it, was that, you know, he plays really emotional on the court as well, almost sometimes extra. And so when you see stuff like that, then you see pictures like that of his girlfriend, wife, whoever this woman is, um, it's like, man, that's a real extreme. So Well, and then you see the video, which is I mean, compelling. I, I, it's – yeah, son. When you look at it, when when you and Kyle, I'm I don't have I don't have anything invested in the situation. No, but that's it. my opinion. If I was the NBA, I would have to handle that because you can't show like weakness or 
things like that for that. And you always want to stand up for something. So when these big examples come about, you have to set a certain type of standard. Sure. And like, you know what I mean? Now you're going to say, oh, beating a woman's only like four games suspension. No, 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 no. It's an indefinite suspension. Period. Well, and th- this is the NBA. This is. The I'll most- see it because he's so young and he's not, you know, a no running back. They forget about running backs. Imagine if that was a quarterback, maybe in the NFL, talking about Ray Rice situation. But that's the standard that's been set. Yeah, I mean, so Mark, we'll see in the NBA. Been, like, look, is a, look, look they at have League a better commissioner, though. but look, look, well, look at Major League Baseball though. Marcelo Zuna's back with the Braves. Um, that's the thing. Mar- Marcelo Zuna's back with the Braves, and I don't. Th- I mean, I'm sure there are Braves fans that don't really brute for him or. Or don't cheer when he comes to the plate. I don't know, but he's back. Yeah. So I, the thing is, and I've been saying this, I mean, I, I don't have any tolerance for dudes that put their hands on women. I just, period. Um, the thing is, though, my expectation is that if he walks to straight and narrow for some period of time, he'll get a second chance. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Talent, oftentimes, we both know talent trumps morality. And even if he only does those things for, you know, for posterity or just for the public to see, if he does them, He'll have a second crack at the league at some point. Yeah. Somebody will take. He's young enough at twenty three years old. Yes, that somebody will take another chance. That's why I him. mentioned if he Ray Rice is a running back. You if know he what stays I mean? out of trouble. I right? agree. If he yes. stays out. Of, now it was interesting though because and you, he probably can't make all the the music videos. Well, first of all, yeah, I think, I yeah, know, I think did that's you see the Instagram to... post from a couple of weeks ago with the lean and the joint? Did you see that? He, no. He was standing there. He, he posted on Instagram, then quickly deleted it, but somebody screen grabbed it, and it went viral. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, he had a couple lean. And one talking about Ray Rice. I'm looking at this old uh, Super Bowl. That's right. We're watching the old Super Bowl wow. right now. Wow. We're talking about time. I know. But like, so he had a, you know what lean is. So he had a couple lean in one hand, and he had what looked like a joint in the other hand. <laughs> now, I don't know anybody in our general age group generation, most of the you know, civilized world that really gives a shit about the joint. I'm not saying you have to smoke weed, but you don't really care. The lean stuff is a little bit concerning that's bad for your body you're an athlete right your body is your business now you know that you know that but you see you see more and more young people dying from random drugs that are all being mixed together in this stuff too man yep people have to be smarter you just found out the the young uh baltimore linebacker yep died and had cocaine and fentanyl in his system sure did and i'm like you Got to be smarter, Dude, like young you, people. There is some nasty stuff. It, it's out some there. nasty stuff out there, and you have to be aware and what it does to you. And yes, that is very, very concerning. Sorry, I was going another but like place. He quickly deleted it, and the thing was, again, that was like, okay, that's two weeks out. But then there was this other report from like probably two weeks ago. Now it was this random Philly reporter, uh, Doc Lou Allen, is what his name is on Twitter. And I'll try to pull up the tweet, but he had said back on like June the twentieth, and I want to get this for you. Because what he said ended up, you know, providing a little bit of a – he says, here it is. The Charlotte Hornets are hesitant to match the max offer sheet on Miles Bridges. He had a very good season and got better every year. They're hesitant because of his off-the-court activities. Best believe the team knows what's going on in Flint, Michigan, where he's from. Now, Doc doesn't have a huge following. Um, but when he was questioned by one of my followers on this, because I, I actually pointed out that he had done this uh, – you know, a couple of my followers said, okay, but you're a Philly guy. How do you have any information on this? And he goes, well, to be honest with you, everybody has different sources. But he said, I, would, I have some sources that some people might call hood. And he was, like, really honest about it. And he was like, you know, but they, they are with – they're around players all the time. So he had this really interesting perspective on it. I can't vouch for him. I can't vouch for his perspective. But mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of pieces here kind of coming together with Miles Bridges where it's like, okay, are you trying to be two different people? Because you can't be two different people and be a max player in the NBA. Like, yeah. You, you've got to be that and only that to be a max player and maintain. Like, you're, right now you've done about a season and a quarter 
of really high-level basketball. Mm-hmm. And you've done so with a public image mostly of like, here's a guy that, hey, good father, clean cut, you know, fun guy to be around. That's his image. That's how people kind of know him. Um, but then you get to the end of this year, and yeah, it's a, it looked like a competitive thing, something you can forgive the guy for. But when he chucked his mouthpiece at the end of that play-in game, yeah, that that's, little girl, yeah, that stunk. Too. It was like, bro, that was like, you know, that was bad. That was already bad. That was already a bad look. Yeah, it's you know gross, what I mean. First and foremost, a you're gonna hit somebody. Yeah, B, he apologized, and he but did. It, and, but because, because it was Miles, we we're like, oh, that's not. That's so uncharacteristic. Right, right, like right. he didn't. That, there's no way he meant anything. He just got pissed and he made a bad decision. Um, but again, all these things kind of start to stack up, and it's like, what is happening with this dude? And and how did we not understand what was going? And look, he hasn't said anything since last week. Maybe he's got some big revelation he's getting set to share with everybody, and we're going to learn something about all this. But like you said, and I think like most people look at it right now, it looks really bad for him. And mm-hmm. it, it does from a basketball perspective because you care first and foremost about him and his wife and the kids getting the help they all need, right? Because you can't live that way. Uh, nobody can. Nobody should. So they need to get help. That's what matters first. The league, the, the team should help get them some help as a family. But then beyond that, as a basketball team, what the fuck do you do? Like, how do you handle <laughs> We're We're days into free agency now, and I can't imagine that they had a backup plan for this. They, I don't think they did they either, They had Kyle. a plan for Miles gets arrested 36 <laughs> hours before his you know bag or his big direct deposit set to hit. Now what? Like, I, would you just do the same stuff you planned on doing, which could have well, been nothing, by the way. And you're not even trying to go get a three or like a wing score. You that's not even on your mindset. Like I'll always take shooting. Give me shooting. Like that. It, the fact that like uh, Dante Divincenzo got snapped up by Golden State. I would like to have seen that happen here personally. <laughs> I would. I would like to have. Seen- that was a go. People like playing in Golden State because the locker room is nice. Oh, Kyle. I don't blame the, the man. chemistry damn the- for going to Golden State over Charlotte. <laughs> Jesus, I would have done the same thing given what we know about this team right now. But uh, no, I just. It was disappointing to me as a basketball fan. I like, get it. I, I get like it. shooters. Send me some shooters. Send yeah, some and so I haven't even – I've been on – I've i totally been out of the world, Kyle. I haven't even been watching them at sports. Well, then we need to talk about something else um, because Miles Bridges in that situation is depressing all the way across the board. <laughs> um, but depending upon your perspective, college football might be too. Yes. Because college football is uh, something that you and I both hold near and dear to our hearts. Uh, you have a very different relationship to it than I do, but we both love it. <laughs> Um, uh, Roll Tide played it and whatnot at. Uh, oh yeah, that part too. What the hell did you think I was talking about? I was just talking, uh, you know, Virginia well, Tech versus Alabama. Oh, come on, man! We, like we got to go. Come on, really? <laughs> really? I thought that's what you were bringing it up. Let me My tell you bad. Something. Tyrod Taylor had y'all beat in 2011 or nine. I'm sorry, and I'm still pissed about it to this day. In Atlanta, we had you beat. And anyway, I didn't. I'm not going to go there. Um, the thing is. Like this whole, are we going to mega conferences? Is that what's happening here? Because it seems like that's yeah. what's happening here. It is. It is. Just two. That's. It seems like it. And if I feel bad for everybody's going to get left out, but because here's my question, real quick. Because we, be, because what I don't think I don't think what people understand. People are talking about the NCAA. The NCAA is in the way. The oh, NCAA yeah. doesn't make any money off of the both the playoffs. It's a championship thing. Yeah, you just bulldoze the building and build a new one with new people, like a new NCAA that runs. Yeah, they're going to ask to. Be, I think they're going to ask to be. Uh, they're going to get a commissioner, and they're going to do what they do. Yeah, I was going to say just build an SEC front office headquarters. Like just that's all. No, I, so the 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 thing it's more teams and more colleges are going to have to shift. The shift is not over. Okay. When, oh yeah. When when Texas and Oklahoma jumped up and went to the SEC. 
And like when it right then it was moves. The alliance that all of a sudden popped up, the Big Ten, and when everybody smashed the Big Ten's uh, commissioner last year for choosing not to play, you got to give him credit now because oh, he made the move. Kevin Warren just straight up played some. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. He played some. People. He made the move. All right. So you got to give him his roses too while he's on this side of it. And when everybody they was ready to jump him, Kyle, remember that. But he made the two biggest moves by getting USC and UCLA. Boom, boom. Pac-12, what are they now? Nothing. Who? They're not worth anything right now. I don't know. Oregon is like, Phil Knight is on the phone like, where the hell? And he's making air calls, all right? That's the school. Time out. Pause real quick. Because before we go down the, the road of two mega conferences, we have to get this out of the way first. Because there have been people who have suggested to me in the last week that there's still room and still, like Josh Pate, he said, hey, look, there's still a way that a third conference pops up here. Because it might not be as strong in football as the SEC is, right? But there are a lot of valuable properties out there that don't really have a natural home in just one of these two conferences, right? Correct. So you have a lot of schools out there. And I, I let's go ACC. Or First of all, today's news, Big 12, Pac-12 might merge, big league. Um, th- there's some talent in a league like that, right? Um, or look at it and say, okay, the ACC. Well, if the ACC wants to stay alive and, every, and if the Big Ten's going national, well, then why can't they? Stanford and Cal don't have a home. Stanford and Cal might not be football powerhouses, but it's home to Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Marshawn Lynch. They produce Olympians, hand over fist. It fits the ACC profile. Maybe that convinces Notre Dame to stay. If there's – you and I started yelling about unequal revenue sharing earlier. We agree. There, there's not no way. It's no, not going to work. You, it, Let's tell them why, though, Kyle. Why is it not going to work? The Big 12. Because, because you've already seen this example with the Big 12 and what they did to Texas. Right. Texas, they gave them more. They let them a lot of have their own TV they conference. Their own network. Yeah, they had their own network outside Dickens. of you. And then, boom. And the moment that they want, they could get a better girlfriend, they did. They bounced. <laughs> the moment they could. Just gone. <laughs> you had nothing. So, and then they just went and cherry-picked some, what, AAC teams. Yep. And so, and independent BYU, right? Which so, turned out to be, I think, a solid. I mean, like the Big Twelve may actually come out of this just fine. Well, I, well, that's because they got, they still got a lot of money there. Well, they do. They, there's no doubt. Oklahoma State's got money. Like they're not the most. And the thing is, Oklahoma, nobody wants Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. And I shouldn't say nobody, but like the Big Ten, the ACC would always turn their noses up at schools like that because of academics, right? Um, and it's not. A, you know, that's just the way the conferences are. It's where they've always been. Um, and we we'll talk about why Virginia Tech did that. Did what? Took took the uh, the intelligent route with the, oh, the school, the huh. academics. What, the ten years ago? <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> I uh, I get it. You know, I, I want to be. I, I, you know, look, the entire purpose of a university is academics, research. Still to this day, people we, we talk about these football TV numbers in awe, and we should because they're massive numbers. But a lot of these universities are pulling in so much more than that in research money. Right? Yeah, it, it it's it dwarfs football money in so many places. So like, the, but it the, won't with these new TV deals yes, that are will. about to yeah, happen. Yeah, it still will. It'll still dwarf it. I mean, overall, I mean, think about. And I'm not saying every school, but I'm talking about the best, the, the say top 25, 30, I think, research institutions in the country. Like they're still raking in billions yeah. in, in research over time. So anyway, point being that, yeah, I think that the SEC stay there for a second. Um, they're at what sixteen now. And I saw it argued the other day they don't need to expand. Uh, the, Big Twi- the Big Ten doesn't need to expand. Okay. I understand that. The SEC, but, but it's not even about needing to. It's about, I mean, if I could. Right. 
If I can't extend, I, I will. Why would you drive people away from your product? Right? Why would you? I mean, I'm not saying everybody makes the cut. I still think the SEC would kick Vanderbilt right on out if they could. Um, <laughs> you know, let's be honest about it. Uh, you know, you got some small schools that are, they're not exactly earners. They're, uh, they're, they're you know. Um, anyway. Point being, we, like, the, the SEC does like the city of Nashville. Maybe, no, right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not everybody makes the cut. But let's say if we're going two conferences then. Uh, what, 48 teams? 52, 25 team conferences? Like, how, how do you do that? Um, with five divisions? I, I don't, two 24 team conferences with, with four divisions each? Like at what yeah, point do we just call this the NFL light like that? Because that's Yeah, well, is. they're going to have to do that, and they should start paying them all too. For real. If you're going to do that, sure. Yes, I mean, because because at this point they don't care about your education. No, like, no. bro, you're flying me all across the country to do these da 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 da, and right. I got to be ready, and then I got to fly you're back. Flying these dudes from Rutgers to UCLA, right. and now yeah, but like with these morning games, you got to fly me the night before. I got to sleep in a hotel. How many of these gotta, trips y'all gonna make to play cross country? You know, regular season basketball games. Yes, who's playing? I mean, are Rutgers and UCLA playing volleyball against one another? Is that how this is gonna work? Exactly. In the Big Ten? Like, that is utterly ludicrous. That we're, that, now, again, if, if you want to spend the money, waste the money, by all means, it's your money. It's not mine. Go ahead. But, like, <laughs> I, this is out of control. And so here's the one thing I do think, though, and I could be dead wrong about this. You're the, you're the SEC network guy. Um, I do think the SEC wants to hold on to some sense of geographical, regional, you know, togetherness. Right. Well, they have all the power. They're like, we don't have to reach. Right. I don't think the SEC, the SEC doesn't to... have to reach. They only try and go get what they want. Why does point. the SEC need to go get Oregon? As was reported today, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think like that doesn't. If you unless you want to go national, unless you want to take these two conferences and just rename them, maybe that's the grand plan. Now, to just destroy college football as we know it. Now, no no now, more SEC. That no would more. be a power move, dude. The worst move. You want college football to lose the SEC and the Big Ten? Come on. I'm just saying. These it, two conferences have been playing football for 125 years, and you just want to be renamed what? No, 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 Okay. It would still be the SEC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the SEC would always stay the SEC. you can't the Southeastern Conference with fucking Oregon in it. Come on. What are you going to do there? It's a good deal. I mean, it's Phil Knight, bro. Bunch I think that would be – smokers going down to Fayetteville, Arkansas. I mean, what are we doing here? I just think it's great. And, you know, they got a lot of pot in Arkansas. They, they do travel. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, so it would be different. That's something I didn't think of, but I would definitely extend. I'd look at Miami, Florida State. My, I'm being honest with you. Uh, Miami would be the, the biggest threat to Alabama and what they do. Dude, if Miami came on. to the SEC. Well, let me tell you why. why. Because, dude, look at who Alabama puts in the league right now. Them dudes, the pros, a lot of them pros are from Miami. Right down there. And oh, the I biggest know. thing that we get over them, other than championships right now, is that we play in the best conference where we play against the best players. That's all recruiting. If you lose that, that if that domino falls, I think Florida's hurt by it. I think. Listen, bro. And so I've been listening. I, I, I'm just saying. I just think I've been Miami. Listening to Luther Brandon, Campbell talk about this for and 10 then, years. Luther Campbell's been talking about Miami football for his whole adult life. And I, you're right, dude. Bro, I get it. All I'm saying is, though, we've been listening to Miami's back, Miami's this, my, for 20 years, dude. I don't think – I never said they were back. I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, my point is – Florida State would be another – I don't they're, – they're a really good – lest anybody think I just want to shit on the University of Miami. I do not. They're a, very, they're a really good academic school. And I'm not saying they can't be good again, ever. I mean, they, they have a built-in, you know, fertile recruiting base. I know that. But it's just 
that was like the that was a different era of college football. I don't think you can get away with the things that they got away with at the University of Miami to have that kind of run again. Like up until recently, they had some of the worst facilities in the country, and I I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm just skeptical until I see Miami get its shit together. I'm skeptical they're actually going to do it. But your point's your point. I was telling you this earlier. Like, what do you do if you're the SEC and the Big Ten? Because I don't know if, if it's the same. Th- I know it's not the same thinking as it was t- uh, ten years ago. But do you, like you did, say, okay, let's gobble up uh, North Carolina, Virginia. That gets the entire southeast. They, they just cover up the map that way, like they talked about 10 years ago. You get D.C., Richmond. You get uh, Virginia Virginia Beach, Tech. You get, uh, well, yeah, but it's, there's, not, there's not a major media market on our side of the state. But uh, you got Raleigh. You got Charlotte. You got the triad. Like, you're just, you get all those markets in. So you, you said North Carolina. Yeah. So you're saying I, the ACC – Needs to do something. You're talking about the – well, I think the Pac-12, I don't even know what they are but that's the, I don't know if the I AC, think the Pac-12 is dead. But think about what I'm saying with the I ACC. I think the ACC though. has to make moves. They need to be in acquire mode right now. Sure. But acquire who? Um, who, who fixes it? What's about West Virginia? I think should be in the conference already, but they don't really bring much in terms right. of. That's not going to. That's not going to shake the. That's not going to shake. That's not going to shake anything. Right. I, you need to try and go get. If you can go get Stanford, Cal, if you can go get those, well, I think let, you should. Let me pause for a second too, because I want to say if this. If you're about the West, ACC, I think with West Virginia. Because uh, I don't, I don't want anybody, any West Virginia fans to hear that and be like, oh, fuck that guy. Um, what I mean by that is I'm talking about strictly in terms of how they view these things. West Virginia's got a passionate fan base. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you step foot inside the state lines, everybody's like, ooh, Mountaineers. Like, well, I, I think if they do that, I think they extend to West Virginia. I think you bring them in, sure, too. Sure, I think they should be in the conference. I think you point. bring them in. You go get Stanford, Cal. Um, Although if you're the if you're West Virginia, you'd love for Oregon to jump in. If you're West Virginia at this point, are you looking at the ACC or the, or the Big Twelve as being more viable though? Because the Big Twelve's talking about acquiring Pac-12 schools today. So right. if, if the so, Big Twelve's in acquire mode, if you're West Virginia, like, well, shit, we're not we don't really fit in this conference. ACC, well, who's the ACC's commissioner? I thought he was just retiring. Oh uh, no, well, Jim Kelly. I mean, Jim Phillips has been there for you know. Yeah, months. yeah. I thought he's John Swafford retired. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, I mean, for him to step in, he's fairly new, right? The new commissioner. Yeah, yeah, he's months old. But I mean, this is he has to be aggressive. I think right now. Well, I guess he's been there a year now at this point, or close to it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. But what is again? What does well, aggressive do, mean? What about you? What do you? What are your opinions on it? Well, I think you expand if you're ACC. You need to be in a choir mode. But what right I'm now. saying is, I don't know anybody. I don't know if there are schools out there that that a up the average, move the needle to make sense financially to do it. That's what I'm saying about West Virginia. West Virginia brings a lot of fans. I mean, they're passionate, and I think competitively speaking, they're great. Basketball, football, uh, but they don't bring big markets. They don't bring, you know, a huge alumni base with, you know, deep pockets like, let's say, Stanford or even or, or Cal. Um, so I don't know because Notre Dame, I don't think you're going to convince them to just join the conference. Why are they doing that? But when they, when they could – probably break the grant of rights, pay the penalty, finance it for however many years, and still make that money back very quickly with the 80 to $100 million a year yeah. the Big Ten's getting set to make. And Notre Dame, I don't think it's had more, ever had more leverage as a university or a school than it does right we now. We spoke about that. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I, Notre Dame the, is the next big chip to fall. Well, I'm talking about this as if I know what's going to happen or like I think I know, and it'll be the exact opposite come Notre next Dame will be the next big chip to fall. Um or they won't, and they'll stay out of it, and then other, the ACC will have to acquire. Because right now, the ACC cannot sit back and depend on Notre Dame 
keeping the ACC competitive, especially when it comes to the TV money, Kyle. Here's a thought. That's Here's the thought. real separator. That's why the Big Ten's able to go and get USC or UCLA out of the, out of the night. Here's my thought. I thought it was like it didn't even get rumored. Here's my thought. It was like, yeah, that's happening you're tomorrow. Jim, you're Jim Phillips. You're the new ACC commissioner. Do you request a meeting with Phil Knight and say, hey, Phil, uh, you can have complete you – know, you just offer him something in terms of influence, money, uh, marketing with the ACC, right, and Nike, and say, hey, help me get Oregon – because Oregon and Washington have applied to the Big Ten apparently. Uh, but the Big Ten, according to what I'm reading, is telling them, hey, just hold on basically until we find out what Notre Dame's going to do. They're not saying that, but that's they're just like, hold on, we're not really in a – Who are you talking about? The Big, Big Ten, Oregon and Washington. They already applied? Reportedly, yeah. And the Big Ten told them, yeah, we're, we're just not in a hurry. You get, we'll, we'll get to you. So if I'm Jim Phillips, maybe you say, hey, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. Right? Yeah. Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. And if the Big Ten can go national, the ACC can too. And so then, Agreed. So you get or Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal. I don't know how you do this, but you do. And, and honestly, with you might be able to. Do you? Do you just? You you almost could change the name too from the, the ACC. Not not just. I mean, you could just so the American the, Coast. Conference. No, no, no. Just say coastal because all the schools are on the coast. Just say coastal. Uh, I don't know. Just drop the Atlantic, or they can go Pacific Atlantic or oh, Atlantic man. Pacific. Yeah, coastal conference. So, APCC. Ooh, very, man. Very, I, don't, I don't think it's confusing. It though. was very confusing. I Look, th- I think like more done. I just know this. No, it no, is no, not done. It's not done. That's all I know. No, it's not done. It's not done. And it, if you think it's over, right? You're. You, I told you earlier, Kyle, when somebody shows you who they are, you better believe it. Well, for sure. And, and that's, that's what football has done. The, all the, Kyle, imagine it was just a week or so ago, NIL one year ago happened. And you see how fast college football has changed. How much has changed, Kyle, in that year calendar year? Oh, I mean, think about it two years ago. If, two years ago, you'd be like, wait a minute. Oklahoma, Texas, the SEC, <laughs> UCLA, USC to the Big Ten. What happened to the – oh, the Rose Bowl's dying. That's what's happening here, huh? <laughs> because who's going to play in the fucking Rose Bowl now? USC's played in it 34 times, right, out of the Pac-12. And I, I'm not saying that it has to die. It's the Rose Bowl. But it's never going to feel like the Rose Bowl again. I mean, especially if the Pac-12 doesn't make it. Like, if the Big 12 is just, you know, absorbing the Pac-12, then what? And maybe that doesn't – this is why this conversation is so infuriating and stupid sometimes because I'm saying maybe before every single sentence because we – First true- of all, the Rose Bowl will get they'll, get – they'll get something out there. Oh, yeah. It's I too mean, great of a sight. Well, the name, the brand is still – it's the Rose Bowl. But it's – for people who watch the sport and love the sport, it'll never feel like the Rose Bowl again. The fact that UCLA divorced themselves from Cal was like, nah, we out. <laughs> We're going with SC. Sure. Now, let me, let, me, let me amend that. That's assuming the Pac-12 dies. If the Pac-12 stays alive, then I guess USC can just keep right on playing in the Rose Bowl, just out of the Big Ten. But I doubt they're going to play it in that frequency now being in a much better conference um, because the Big Ten's stout. I mean, it, it was already pretty stout. My boy Reggie Bush was talking trash, and now I'm really going to see it because he was like, man, it's not even cool to SEC how, it, how they do it because they don't have to play in what – because he's now he's working with Fox. They're always at these Big Ten games. Yep. And so, big noon kickoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so the weather is plays a way bigger part yep. in the Big Ten than down south in the SEC conference. And he's, I mean, he's just like, man, they need to make Until more teams hurricanes. go up there like later in the year and stuff. I'm like, now we're going to see. I want to see how USC, California kids, how they handle all that weather. Yep, heat and hurricanes. That's all we get. 
That's it. That's all we get. And the Hurricanes will fuck up a football game. Yeah. They I, will definitely do that. It rains so bad when I was in Florida. It always rains there, though. That's what they say. So. Yep, absolutely. So, college football is a disgusting mess right now. Uh, it's people, not. I think it's hilarious. Oh, I, no, no. I think I, it is, too. I can't wait to see what happens. I, I'm, I'm very excited for the fact that I'm working in the space that literally is taking a brand new formation right now. A lot of it, their own doing. Well, because I made the point earlier, like you did on the show, on the radio. Um, I was like, look, I mean, I'm not saying you have to love it. Um, it some of it I don't like because most of my life it's made geographical sense. Um, but but it's, the, a, it's about to not make it. Hold on real quick. But the last thing on that is it's just at the same time, you know, it was not that long ago, like in the span of a lifetime that every team from West Virginia down to Alabama was in the Southern Conference. Like 50 teams were in the Southern <laughs> Conference, right? So, you know, then some teams broke away and started the ACC, and then the SEC came about, and, you know, there was a Sun Belt, and there was, a, you know, this. And so, I mean, it's changed a lot over time. Yes. The only thing that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense anymore is the geography of it all. But I think the SEC is probably going to hold on to some semblance of that because they can. Yeah. And they've already secured but the most – profitable football programs yep. in the south except for like maybe a few and you know if they want none none in the south they got all the high rollers no well i'm just talking about programs like clemson right oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all i mean i'm talking about like top 40 you know revenue programs not like mm -hmm. the top 10 but like top 40 revenue programs you, in the country you. right you got probably four of those in the acc five of those in the acc maybe so they can gobble those up if they want to and they can stay within that southeastern conference footprint and they still own an entire block of the country you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes sense. But, man, this is stupid money that we're talking about. And I don't know if I, – I, well, I do know. College I, basketball hasn't been given much consideration in, like, any of this. Well, football is the one that's making the decisions. Of course it is. But that's because of TV contracts. Right. And so that's what's going to drive the bus. But everybody else will eventually eat, and they'll, we'll figure it out on the back half. Sure. But th those are just within the details. But the agreed-upon deal has to be made. And it, the, it's only going to get – a little bit more crazy. And then once the other teams that are left out, because I feel bad for those universities too, still a lot of good ball players in all those conferences and all of college sports and athletics. I think if you go to college in anything and make a scholarship, you're amazing. So all that being said, all that being they're said. going to have to do some kind of playoff system or make something even more fun. I don't know. They got to keep – you can't just – you can't just fall by the wayside. Everybody has to continue to grow. If I'm these, sm these smaller schools too, bro, I'm trying to have a – we're not just going to sit here and just trust these commissioners here. I would also be on the phone. Sure. I mean, th there's got to be maneuvering. And it, it, there was more – has to be. So, like, the, I think the Sun Belt – and nobody pays, pays real attention to the Sun Belt nationally. That's a really good college it football is. Co it conference, is. isn't it? it I is. mean, they picked up, uh, what, two – My brother went to Troy, so I grew up – with a whole, around a whole bunch of Sun Belt teams. Boom. All right, so they picked up – Tulane is a Sun Belt team. They picked up two Virginia schools, a West Virginia school, and who else? James they, Madison, didn't they? Yeah, okay, James Madison, ODU, Marshall, and I'm – who am I thinking? I'm missing somebody else. Uh, it's the Spiders. Richmond? Uh, no, it, no, 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 no. It it's, wasn't Richmond? Uh, North Carolina school. Hold on. I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick it up. Anyway, the Sun Belt is really, really good college football. Mm -hmm. um, you know, right there in Virginia, JMU's won the national championship twice. Uh, who else? James uh, Madison is a good school. Well, right. ODU, uh, Taylor Heineke. I know you know Taylor Heineke, uh, mm -hmm. quarterback, Panthers, Washington. He won the Walter Payton Award at ODU, the, the, their version of the Heisman. Um, so, I mean, there's really good football in that conference. You t then, of course, you got App State, Southern Miss. They added Southern shout out, Miss. Shout out to Dean Marlowe, my boy. He's a, he's, I think he's in Detroit right now. Sure. But, but So, like, the, my point being, though, I think these conferences are largely going to be okay. Um, 
because these networks, these platforms, they all need and want live sports inventory, right? Yes. And so these are still a lot of older, you know, proud colleges and institutions that do have some money. And they're going to get decent TV deals because yeah. everybody wants sports inventory. People want to watch football. So ultimately, I think the game is going to be okay. But, I mean, these teams at the top, it's going to look very, very different. Like, it's yes. going to be unrecognizable <laughs> to us like 20 years ago well, yes, I, in the Kyle. next couple of years. So I guess I'm just going to have to buckle up and take the ride because, I mean, I'm not stopping anything. They're going to do what they want to do. But yes. it's going to look it's, really It's different. all about the money, Kyle. It's all and about hopefully, the money. And then it'll get to where – the, the players get unionized and then you're able to get what you need to get and get some benefits and, you know, some ability to help these young men out and women out uh, if they're going to be. One thing, before they even get to that, they need to make all scholarships full scholarships because they can afford it. If y'all doing all this, then you can pay them kids what they really truly deserve. I'm not saying everybody needs to get a check hard with all this and all these, all, like, but 401Ks. Some should. Some should. But – Yes, pro yes, probably some should. Yes, I'm fine with that. I agree to that as well. But I think for the others, what they should do and be smart about it is make sure that you keep giving the game and spreading it and not just saying like, oh, we're better than everybody else on this campus because you're really not. And that little – like you, that's what you love about college, that experience of it too. You know what I mean? Yes, some of us getting money. Some of us is not getting money. But we're all still college athletes. and We all go to the same classrooms sure. and shit like that. Sure. So – Make sure that they get full scholarships too. So like baseball, however many they are, they, I don't, I hate all this like quarter scholarship. Give them all because they can afford them. In these big conferences, by the time it's all done, that's what I'm saying. Not now, but when it's all said and done. Sure, and like I, I do wonder, like the holistic. Um, to that point, that you know there are expenses and expenditures. They would tell you, well, that's going to make it really difficult to sustain certain sports, or it's going to make it really difficult to do X, Y, and Z. And in some places, that's true, where they don't have a lot of money. Um, but, you know, how much, speaking of that, last big round of conference realignment, they still wanted to talk about, you know, the holistic student-athlete experience and having a well-rounded athletics department. The ACC was huge on that, right? Olympians and, uh, you know, other athletes and this, that, and the other. And, and, you know, they're not wrong. That's absolutely true. Those things do matter and should exist. But are, are they how much are they going to matter this go-round? And I'll just use, you know, my own team as the example. Um, you know, Virginia Tech football has become – uh, it got decidedly mediocre under Justin Fuente pretty quickly. Uh, and it's been a rough, like, seven, eight years outside of 2016. Um, and at the same time, they just won the ACC basketball tournament in Brooklyn and won – and they were the ACC champs in baseball. They were the – you know, one of the best – they were top 25 women's basketball team throughout the country. They had a top five softball team in the country. Um, you know, they're, like, uh, one of the best, best athletic years in university history. Does anybody care about those things in this conversation? Right? And I'm just genuinely asking, because if you don't, you don't. That's your prerogative. I've got no say in these discussions. But, like, ESPN and Fox are pulling the strings here. That's yes. what this is. And so ESPN and Fox are like, hey, this, this is, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in inventory. College football is driving the train, to your point. But are there any conversations about, okay, do we want this team or that team? Because, yeah, the football's this, but that's why that, but that, baseball's this, and that's big in this conference and blah. Like, are those conversations taking any significant shape or is this only football? 1,000%, Kyle. That's why I'm saying the Big 12, you better watch out because if I'm the Big 10, I'm looking at Kansas. They already fit the demographic. They're sure. already up there. Terrible at football. Their basketball is legit. Well, sure. Their basketball – makes a difference sure they are blue blood in the basketball arena so you bring one of those into your conference 
Remember that. That's never a bad thing. If you're the SEC, do you want Duke for their basketball property? Because we here's the thing. No. Okay. All right. Because it, without Coach K, like, why would you want to go jump into that? Okay, fair that, enough. Yeah, that would be because Sankey and Sankey only cares about the SEC. But it's still a massive he's, brand. He's been the best commissioner. It's still out a of all massive the brand. I agree, so but it's a national brand. And, and the reason I ask is, but but then you you take them away from North Carolina. Are they the same without North Carolina? Uh, that's a good point, and that's where I was going next. Yeah, because you don't what, what like yes, Duke is a big property on its own. Yeah, but they they but it lose, doesn't you lose as much without North Carolina. Thousand percent. Okay, <laughs> North Carolina is an attractive property. Both the Big Ten and SEC may very well, and that's what I'm saying because there are reports that the SEC is looking at the Tar Heels like okay, and if you want North Carolina, you have to want Duke, right? Because North Carolina is not a football powerhouse; they never have been, no. um, and the odds say they probably won't ever be. That. <laughs> I'm just no shade, Tar Heel fans. I'm just saying the odds say you probably won't. So, you know, that's a basketball property that you're buying. Yes. Well, you need Duke. You need the other half of that basketball property. There's no question. If you want Carolina, then you need Carolina And And you really hurt your football product by bringing in both of those schools. You must understand that. Of course you do. Of course you do. Right. I think the Big Ten could absorb them better because they have some terrible football teams already. Sure. But they're good in other sports. But – SEC, like, they lead out with football. So the only one that's lacking is Vandy, but that's because Vandy, they're for sale. It's, it's Vandy, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, if you tried to kick them out, they'd sue you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and that, that you'd probably lose. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> like, that was Tulane's worst decision ever. I had somebody tell me earlier today that I was wrong on the show because I made that point. I was like, you know, and I was giving Corey Miller a hard time. I was like, look, if you're South Carolina, like, you, you're marked safe, right? You're good. Um, nobody, you know, you're already in the big conference. You know, yeah. You know, they might want to kick you out at certain points. or Maybe they did. I don't know. The things are going pretty well right no, now. No, they but. like the, they like having a piece of the South in right. the conference. Right. Of course. And, and they're, I mean, well, no, their I'm fan just, base. I'm, I'm yeah. joking, but of course, yes. like their football success has been few and far between over the years. Corey Miller would take offense to that. Right. But he knew <laughs> I was kidding. Um, because he, I am in no position to talk shit from a college football fandom standpoint. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I was just giving him a hard time, but can you imagine the lawsuits? Like, if, oh, if yeah. they tried to kick Vandy out, or if they tried to kick South – I mean, they wouldn't kick South Carolina no. out. But if they tried to – There's no way. Like, Vanderbilt's the only team you'd kick out. Well, you like Vandy in other sports, though, so you, you keep it. Baseball. Baseball. That's about it. Um, no, they won something else. Golf is really good. Their golf team is good. Um, but didn't we just say that these decisions oh, they, aren't they, they They won the national championship, the one player. I mean, I believe it. Like they, they pump out at Major League Baseball talent. They they have they a, do. Tim Corbin's got a great program, and they got Vanderbilt. great academics. So you always have that part of I'm it. Just too. giving Vanderbilt so you, a hard Alabama, time. Alabama, I mean, Vandy's SEC. A great place. We all lean on that. If my kid got a degree from Vandy, I'd be very happy. It's a <laughs> wonderful university. I'm not shitting on it is, Vanderbilt. It's dead smack. But their football team mostly sucks, and, and that just is what it is. I don't know. It's how been that way forever. Right. South Carolina. I was blown away the first time I went in that stadium when I was in college, and I heard all these things. I'd seen them on TV. And I looked up in the rafters, bro, and they only had like they didn't have nothing. They didn't have no chips. They didn't have they had like they had the Rogers dude and Sterling Sharp. You probably thought it was the saddest place ever. I was like, dude, th- this is all they got. <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled ass Alabama fans. That was, this is all you got, and, and a loud cockadoodle do thing. That's what they got. That, that's what it is. That's loud. What, that's what they got. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a it's a great university. And I'm just going to keep saying that because some Vanderbilt fan might hear this be like, fuck that guy. Look, Vandy's a great place. But if the SEC could just, without consequence, just give somebody the boot, you'd get the boot. <laughs> yeah, and- I mean, it, yes, if we're all pirates on a ship yeah. and somebody's got to walk the plank because we're too heavy, 
Vandy's gone. Vandy's yes. gone. So in that know, situation. Anyway, yes. somebody tried to tell me earlier that it was Vandy. It was Mississippi State. It was uh, I think he even threw Mizzou in there. And I was like, well, uh, no, they're not going to start kicking people out. Uh, no, Mississippi State would. I mean, hire all of the lawyers, and that would be the end of that. Um, plus, like Missouri, it's so weird. Um, and I know they'll tell you they won the SEC East like two of the first three years they were in the conference or something like that. And that's great. That's awesome. They I did. Think, Everybody was I, down. I'm not, I'm not shitting on them, but like, man, they got lucky. They, they landed in the SEC like 10 years ago. They got they, really lucky. They, did, they hit a home run. That right. was a 10X for yeah, them in investment really, terms. Really they, they hit a home run. They did. Yeah. They got in at the right time. They, they got in at the right time. Yeah. I and mean, now they're just going to reap the benefits. They were the safety school, and uh, they got in. And it was, <laughs> it was uh, good for them, man. Good it was. Them. And, you know, they're right there. They're close to, you know, they're close to St. Louis. They're close to um, Kansas City. So they have some of that affecting when it comes to, like, NIL money and offering different things and different experiences. It's just cold up there, and it's not a lot up there. I haven't even been there. I want to go there. Hopefully – we're going to go there this year, so I'm looking forward to it. No, nah, dude. I mean, th- there are so many you know, great venues I want to go see, but college football is a lot of fun right now. And at the same time, it's maddeningly uh, infuriating because you don't know where anybody's going, where the next move's going to come, because you can't stay like this forever, but I don't get the sense they're going to do something tomorrow. But then again, they might, because you've already got teams applying for membership at different conferences. So I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. But um, I love to you, talk about it. I will. Speculate. It is this fun. shit is it fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> Sad story real quick, but I just want to see what you thought about this, mostly because of how it's reported sometimes. Demarius Thomas, sad story, right? Yes. Um, for those that don't know, he passed away uh, some, some months ago. Um, I think at that point we didn't really know why. It was very abrupt, 33 years old, uh, really good wide receiver in Denver. And news came out today that uh, he had, what, stage two, stage three CTE, um, if I'm not mistaken. And that uh, he had displayed some really erratic behavior and uh, seizures, depression, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really sad stuff. But did you see also that there was the first MLS player whose brain was discovered to have CTE? That does not shock me at all. I want to say a week or two ago. Right, right. That is not when, especially with soccer. Soccer is like the, the second most concussions. Sure. They try not to teach kids to hit it at a young age. Right. Exactly. But yeah, this uh, I'm trying. I had it pulled up. Let me find it. But uh, I pulled up the article specifically for this because um, it was th- those don't get reported as much, right? Those don't get talked about. But this was the first MLS player diagnosed with CTE. Uh, Scott Vermillion died at 44, had stage two CTE. Um, I think yeah, died of an overdose December 2020. Damn. Really sad story. But again, um, he played uh 22 years from age five to age 27 Mm -hmm. and yeah he had stage two cte says in his 20s started developing muscle control issues aggression depression anxiety so on and so forth but it's it's a it's really just a still a baffling thing because they're just like studying these things and there's a lot they don't know there's there's far more they don't know than they do know and it's far more that it well you just don't want to scare parents. Right, exactly. Because parents, all they want to do is to protect their kids and what's best for them. But I don't remember seeing this MLS story on the front page of ESPN. And I get it. MLS is not, um, yeah. you know, popular, let's say. This is uh, a great angle, though, Kyle. But I, but I, I think, again, like the, the breathlessness with which they rush to headline news some of these other stories, which are important. Don't get me wrong. They're important. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to Demarius Thomas is extremely sad. And people who knew him seem to just love the guy. But, like – it seems that if the Agreed. effort is to tell that story of CTE, that you 
especially in a slower time in sports, because this happened. This soccer story came out, oh, what's today, the 5th? came out like a week ago, week and a half ago. It's not like it's going to get swallowed up by NFL scores right now. It seems like one of those things that might be headline news, given the time and, and the relevance of it, because, yeah, here's an, an MLS soccer player dealing with advanced CTE. So, I mean, it's – you're right. Soccer – nobody wants to have that conversation, though. No. They don't want to have that conversation. They don't. It's uh, – and it's also because – you know, where's all the money from the, the lawsuits and stuff that's happened? Because they know. And it also it's part of the business, too, Kyle. It comes with it, right? It's, um, it's, a, it's a subject that nobody really wants to talk about. I'm just happy that personally in my life, I've not been affected by it. I feel very good that I got out before I was all busted up and, and could talk and stuff and still carry on conversations and don't have lapses in memory. So... I'm blessed and fortunate, so I'll say that first or first off. And secondly, man, I've seen teammates that have gone through different struggles, and it's sad, and everybody has their own path, and everybody has their own reasons, and you just don't know, Kyle, until sometimes it's almost too late. Like, damn, like, you're losing them this way. Like, I lost one in college like that. So, and, um, and you know, with the whatever the pills or the medicine that people yeah. are on, because you don't know that either. Right. So all these things, how it mixes, how does it do your, your body and your mind? And, you know, people could be drinking or self-medicating. And it's like all that together, it's not always good. And no, more no. is not better sometimes and most times. So no, and speaking of that, though, just like on a more uplifting note to end that conversation. Did you see that study on the colorectal cancer thing, the, the drug, like that miracle drug that they. Uh, the what? The, so the, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Um, it just made me think of it. It was like the biggest breakthrough in cancer. Um, treatment in the history of cancer, I think. I, I'm pulling it up, but I mean, it was it was massive. Um, but it was some drug where I think it cleared up 100%. Like every, every patient who took it went 100% into remission after taking it. It was wild. Which, co which cancer was it? Uh, remission in every patient came out June 5th. Yeah, here it is. Um, this was a cancer trial. Study was small. Experts said it needs to be replicated, but for 18 people with rectal cancer, the outcome led to happy tears. Uh, 18, cancer rect or eight, 18 rectal cancer patients, every one of whom took the same drug. But the results were astonishing. The cancer vanished in every single patient, undetectable by physical exam, endoscopy, PET scans, or MRI scans. Um, it is like a massive breakthrough, oh, that's huge. potentially, in cancer treatment. Like, yeah, it was, it was wild. It was a first... Um, and it would uh, it was unheard of just in terms of its efficacy and what it did. Look at Absolutely. that, Kyle. Yeah. Dropping news bombs on here, too. Crazy, right? It is a little crazy. I mean, it's, an, I mean, it's, it's one of the worst things anybody can ever be told. You have cancer, right? Yes, I mean, you, Kyle. I, you can't think of much worse than that other than, hey, I've got Alzheimer's, or you're, you have Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's, that's good, yeah, because there's no, there's no coming back from that. No. So, I mean, that's, that gives people hope. That's yeah. a big deal. Um, how about this kind of transition? How about this hope? What do you think? Uh, have you watched the January 6th? A good deal of it. Not all of it. Um, you know, I, I catch most of what I do watch, I watch on YouTube. Um, yeah. Because as you know, I have a 16-month-old daughter and a pregnant yeah. wife, so mm -hmm. I don't get to watch as much TV. Although I am re-watching Breaking Bad. Great decision. Um, but yes, I have watched some of the more uh, explosive and, you know, pivotal parts of it. And I mean, a lot of it. And I'm not trying to say I knew we knew all of this because some of this stuff is like, whoa, you know, some of this testimony is like, okay, 
That that's legit. No, uh, I watched a lot of it, Kyle, when I was in California because, like I said, we weren't doing anything. Yeah, yet. no, it's a, it's a really bad look for the former guy. That much is clear. Um, yeah. I, I can't imagine, and I think part of the like the the nasty backlash that you're getting from some people who don't want to hear it, they say it's a witch hunt, is, is that they know it looks really really bad. Um, yeah, no. But then again, we knew that. But Kyle, I didn't know that they they like they all knew though that he that. The votes were there. Yes. That's the part that bothers me the most. He had is a that woman talking about the fucking Kraken. Of course they all knew. Nobody with a reasonable level of intelligence listening to that woman talk about a Kraken over and over again. And Rudy Giuliani with, you know, hair, with you know, shit running down his cheek and outside of a lawn care place. I mean, it, just, it was a clown show, especially there at the end. And, I mean, no one with I – mean, I was – when they first started – it's rigged, it's rigged. Okay, well, first of all, people have been predicting for, you know, 18 months before the fact that he was going to say this was rigged because that's what he'd done on numerous occasions throughout his life. When he lost something, he claimed it was rigged against him. The system was rigged. The voting was rigged. He'd done it before. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, he did it all over again. I mean, this is – so, again, point was, yeah, there's some new stuff in there, but uh, we know what he tried to do. Yeah, it's been – it's very been – it's been eye-opening for me just to hear some of the – for me, it's just been a little bit more eye-opening because I, I just didn't think, you know, when the fact that they they had these fake electors, like, sign up and, like, really meet and, like, do all this stuff. I'm like, but they, that's not even their job. And you just – but then you sign off on that to be able to take it to somebody and to do – I'm like, that's a lot of back-channeling. That's all I'm saying. So to – and, like, I didn't know all that. So for me, it was all new information. I was like, damn. Like, they were really, like, working at trying to change – Yes. things yes and then present it to the american people as yes this yes. when it it was that and so the i'm just glad that everybody did their job that was supposed to do their job the ones that did and i just want to see if and i'm not trying to be like pointing fingers or, or saying but i want to see what our department of justice will do as they continue to gather more information and well i mean here's the thing they're, they're gonna you know I don't think this is as political, like one-sided trying to get the other One as much side as- has already summarily dismissed it as being illegitimate, invalid. Correct. They think it's a witch hunt. And so that part of it is what it is. But if you're watching it, and like Fox News didn't even want to air these things. The first they night had they, to, the, though. The first night they didn't air them. Of course they had to. Like they, yeah. it, it really is embarrassing the first night that they didn't. Even if you think it's a sham, you can put analysts on to say that. You have to show it. Yeah, they put it on um, Fox Business. Of course, right? And. This ongoing equating it to, let me put, I mean, the, the whole, you know, the Black Lives Matter riots. You know, they want to, they you know, have hearings over this. But what about the billions destroyed, you know, the, the highest insurance payouts in history and, you know, people's private pro- I thought that we could still, A, all reasonably agree that if you, if you set people's shit on fire and stole from them, that you should probably go to jail for that. Like, there's no justification for looting, burning, and destroying people's shit as part of a protest. It's just not. So I I think we all agree with that. I thought we did. Anyway, if you don't, well, you're an idiot, and I disagree with that person. But then further than that, it's all based on the fact that, again, um, one guy was shot and killed by the police. That actually happened. It's not okay for police to do that, and there are a lot of people who really take issue with it. On the other side, that actually happened, by the way. That's an actual occurrence in real life. George Floyd was shot and killed. No matter what you think of him, that police officer shot and killed him. Derek Chauvin did that. It, uh, It occurred. On the other side, you had people show up, and try to storm the Capitol building and interfere with our electoral process and disrupt the peaceful exchange of power based on a complete fabrication and lie that the election was stolen. 
because I was like probably everybody, or like most people, or I think at least a lot of people. If you show me proof and evidence that there was a stolen election, brother, I'm with you. He no doubt. He doesn't get to be president, and we're with you on that. A thousand percent. But you kept promising a Kraken, and we all knew there was no fucking Kraken. You know, you had judges that were appointed by the former guy who didn't want to hear it because there was no evidence. So, like, at what point – and they still scream at us. Like, it, it was – I had a guy scream at me on the text line the other day. Oh, it was, it was, it was rigged still. I still believe it was rigged. Okay, based on what? I, like, I'm, I'm just asking, based on – what and i don't ever get any serious answer from people and they all have and like all these politicians now that came out and um you know absolutely excoriated him the that day the night of the day after for his role the president absolutely had a role in this you know lindsey graham losing his mind mitch mcconnell wagging his finger kevin mccarthy saying what little bit he said now all of a sudden it's like well it's actually everybody's fault and i didn't really say that sir you're on video yeah i didn't say it what do you what do you mean like, we all know that he had a major hand in sending them to do that. So, you know, and they're there because he kept screaming about a rigged election that was stolen from him, and none of his own people could even prove it. So that's where I go back to saying. And then. It, but now we got a guy who falls off of bicycles. But then the girl that, that was with. See Joe Biden fall off his bicycle Oh, my God, so week? embarrassing. Dude, what the fuck? So funny, dog. I laugh so hard. This like, guy's a dude. He's a he's a walking like meme, Joe, bro. bro. They're they're helping you out over here in the Capitol building. Like they're making this dude look bad. He can't right? take they're, advantage they're, of they're, it. They're the Democrats can't take advantage of light on what the Trump it's, administration was doing, and you're out here falling off of bikes, bro. I mean, come <laughs> on. Like help help them help you, dude. What are you doing? Uh, Not uh, a lot of what you promised, but I'll, I'll I'll just leave that for now or for the later conversation. Man, yeah, we, we I will I will I do want to address that part of it too. Oh, that you? is very true. You Not right now because it's late and we, we've no, already been I at don't. this for an hour and ten minutes or something. I don't. But we have been thirty days off seeing each other, so <laughs> it is um it is un- unfortunate that he fell off the bike. I'm glad he's all right. But dude, that was a terrible look. It was very embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I do give him credit for. What we've been able to do on the eastern side of the world with bringing everybody together, it seems like we're, I like where we're at as, in far, in far, as far as like the whole pack of the world. But other than that, here in America, we do have dumpsters on fire here. We do. Several and of them. Several. And they're not really slowing down. And we got to continue to be better. We need to focus. We need to... We need something like bring us all together and not just and but our politics are so disgusting. Well, right we, and we've gone an hour and 10 minutes and we haven't even talked about Roe versus Wade. Not that we necessarily have to or should, but uh, well, I won't put it that way. I mean, it's, it's a worthwhile conversation. But, it is. Um, I mean, that's that's the these are the things. Think about it. And since the since the start of the pandemic in 2020, we've had a multi year pandemic. We've had a presidential election that sparked outrage and uh, riots at the Capitol building based on a rigged election lie, okay? Um, We've had a – what else did we have go on? We've had the pandemic. We've had the election. We've also had – A war. We pulled out of Afghanistan, absolutely. We're back into this with with Ukraine. Roe versus Wade's been overturned, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, The Supreme Court has also basically – set a precedent now that it's okay for you know teachers to lead prayer in school which has some people spooked and freaked out i I, that one to me is worth a conversation too because it doesn't bother well it's not even that it doesn't bother me it's that it's been around for a long time Mm -hmm. right and i had football coaches in high school just like you did that you know led the team in prayer the lord's prayer before the game 
um, people who didn't even believe it said it. They knew it. I'm not saying it has to be that way. I'm just saying that like yeah. reasonable people can just bow their heads and just sit that out if they want to. Yeah, yeah and for that's sure. always been my perspective, right? A thousand percent. And, and if you want to go a different direction, if in your head you're praying to a different God, you're you know taking a moment of silence. Do you? That's cool. Yeah. Um, I understand your point that you know you shouldn't have someone else's religion imposed on you. But there are just some basic human instincts that I think a lot of us figured out that it's like, okay, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just step back. I thought that was a decent route. That was but a good rule. Again, I, I understand people will disagree. Um, but I guess you and I just grew up in a different place. Like somebody who grew up, let's say, in inner city New York or more liberal northern California, I know they see it differently. I get that. Um, but to me, I'm, I'm not horribly upset by that, but I understand the constitutionality of it. Anyway, we live in a very combustible climate right now. Like an extreme, I mean, shootings, Uvalde, another one, Highland Park yesterday on 4th of July. Yeah. Um, it does feel like there's utter fucking chaos everywhere. Dumpsters on fire, like you said. Yeah. Talking about gun laws. We're talking but, about. But then, I mean, the, talk about Supreme Court. They, they also ruled the New York case where now you can't, the, the state, because, all right, well, it's freedom's back to the people, right? And they, sure. and so they're saying that. In New York, you shouldn't have to double jump the hoop. If you get it, you should be able to buy your gun, and then you can conceal it and carry without having to ask for consent from a, like to be like, why do you need to conceal and carry? That was the extra law. That's the one that they kicked out because they say you need to be able to protect yourself. But then, I mean, people they just luckily they didn't. But then a couple of days later, the guy it was a former police officer pulled a gun on a dude. I'm like, man, you need to back up off me. And showed him the gun. He still called him. They lucky he didn't shoot him, but he had a gun concealed. Him. But people were like, this is what's going to happen. Luckily, this guy was a former police officer and like knew what he was doing. He wasn't actually, you know, because most amateurs they're pulling the pulling the trigger. You don't pull a gun out unless you usually plan on using. Well, it. some people will. I'll put so, some people. I mean, don't have the stomach for that, and they'll they just wanted to point it, and that's what I mean. I I get that, and in some ways it's better. But that's in is. New York. I'm look. I, I've been places. Look in in Tennessee. They don't. You don't even have to get it. No, 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 no. I'm you with just you. buy a gun. Well, you're fine. There, there were eras of, of crime in New York City. Not that I have firsthand knowledge of it, but I know just having seen the crime statistics and read the yes. stories of just yes. how bad it was. Hey man, that's Rudy Giuliani cleaned it up. Oh yeah, he sure. Rudy did. was Ameri the man. Ameri this is talking about the fall from grade. America's mayor is very different today than he was twenty. <laughs> did you? See See, we're all over the map. Did you see him claim he got attacked in that in that hallway and he got he got patted on the back? Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. But anyway, um, no, the, the, the gun laws, the gun debate, the, the abortion debate, um, you know, elections coming up. Joe Biden's so old. Uh, Donald Trump says that he's going to run again, but I'm not sure that he will be able to. I think it's going to be Ron DeSantis, but then again, I could be wrong about that. Is Bernie Sanders going to run again? I heard the other day that Hillary Clinton has been talking openly about running again. You want to talk about a disaster. Oh, please I mean, the last thing this country needs is, Donald, is a rematch of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Just mail it in on America if we do that again. Oh, please I mean, don't. That's, that, to me, that is some trash-ass reality show bullshit the, the if thing that's that, what happens. Uh, and we ain't even... Yes, that would be awful. That's what that is. That is trashy-ass reality. That's what we will have become. Talking about America on fire, I mean, then R. Kelly gets 30 years. What the fuck? All right. And then Ghislaine Maxwell gets 20. Did you see what Israel Adesanya said about him, the UFC fighter, about her, I mean? Where she got 20 years, and he was like, okay, but what about that list of celebrities and uh, mm -hmm. entertainers that uh, were on those flights? We're just going to forget about that because I, I think we should all see that list. I agree. And I think right that's why she got 20. Absolutely. I think, I think that's why she got 20. Well, uh, he's absolutely right, and I hope somebody continues. I, I think I think they they gave her, to be quiet, 20. Really? 
I think so. Yes. Oh, uh, I mean, isn't that an evidence? I thought it may, I could be wrong about that. I didn't follow that trial very closely. That's because it was hush. No it was way. hush, hush. They there didn't. Was, right. But I figured there was no way she wasn't going to jail. So I was like, I'll just wait till it's over and read about it. I um, can't wait. Uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I would love to know who does what, you know, or it, do you think those names really get released? Kyle? I mean, we're I don't talking think about do. world leaders. I don't think they, I don't think they get released. Kyle. Oh, I, there's, I, yeah. Some way people will be offed before that, that list gets released. I mean, people, well, it's, it's so tragic hearing about, um, cause it was in some special just came out cause they talked to some of the women that went down there and I blame the parents too. Like there's no one in the world. I'm letting my 14 year old daughter go somewhere with this lady. They said it was like more people there. Oh, dude, they prayed and on. And then it wasn't. They show up as just one of them. They prayed There's on no cell phone service. People, it's like yeah, absolutely, dude. It's they, so it's prayed monsters, on them. monsters, yeah. dude. At some and point, and she was there the whole way. Well, they're one of the big. I mean, I was going to say conspiracy theories, but it's not. And a, she came from a family like her dad fell off a boat. Or, like she came from a, a family that was kind of crooked. Her dad. Yeah, I mean that they're Epstein and Maxwell. Will like go down as like a, in lore, like in legend, right? And not in a mm-hmm. good way. I'm saying like you know, just a horrible, horrible story that we talk about for a long, long time. Um, but that's that's what they are. But I don't think we'll ever hear or know who was on that list, who was there, because people will die. Lots of people will die before that. I mean, and I hate to sound like that way, but I mean, look at the evidence out there right now. I mean, we know what the world is about, right? Like we, we know who these people are, generally speaking, who took some of those flights from what little we know about the logs and things like that. Um, but those things will likely never see the light of day. No. And for anybody that wants to sit up here and throw stones on either side of this democratically or Republican. Oh, I, I think it's a pretty bipartisan issue. <laughs> there we go. I, I just like want to I, I just want I want to make sure we put that out there, yeah. too. Yeah. All right? mean, yeah. 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 Because like, everybody knows Bill. All right. That's the thing. Everybody knows Bill. That's easy. If you're not up to speed on the Clintons by now. um, (laughs) Everybody knows that. Buddy, I hate to let you know. I hate to break it to you, but um, some shady shit going on there. Always has been. Uh, I I bet the former has been over there, too. Always has been. I mean, this country is in a very weird place right now. But I'm very confident because I'm looking around the, the other parts of the world. Not that bad. We're way better than everywhere else. Mitt Romney said earlier today? Who? Mitt Romney. You see what he said earlier today? No, what he said. Um, he kind of kind of a profound statement from uh, from Mitt Romney, but he he wrote an opinion piece. Uh, I'm sorry, he he warned of uh, American denial. He said, uh, you know, America's in denial, and basically he said that a return of Donald Trump would feed the sickness, probably rendering it incurable. Mm. Um, he said that uh, he went after both sides because, of course, he did. He should. Um, well, and sure, but I'm saying like it's just it's a deservedly kind of, so. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, because boy, there are some things about the left right now that I just don't get. But um, he basically said, "Hey, the left is this, the right is this, but we're all in denial about what we are, where we are, who we are." Um, and you know, Donald Trump coming back would be would render us incurable, um, so on and so forth. I mean, just got very poignant, I guess. Got very. Um, no, I'm gonna have to. You got to. He's gonna try to run for president. You know, he is. Like he's, I think he's positioning himself to run for, for to run for president, and and I think I, he might. I don't think the party would give him the nomination, but he's got money, and I think he's got some money backers that might just try to help finance a run. For no president. way would he 
be able to um, get the the ticket. One, I guess, I guess he could run on because he's from Utah. He could run on, you know, pro life gets the, well, he, the he, needle he, moving. He can so. still run for a second term in Utah. Um, I just don't know. I mean, you, you <laughs> but he's right in what he said, though. That's the part that I won't argue. I don't care that he's actually trying to push her. Like, they all those politicians, they all do it for their own self, right? And for power, right? So for me, it's not surprising. It's not shocking. No, none of that. But I mean, you you have a wide swath of people. Like, look at the way the general public sees things, right? And how often that that is overridden or ignored. For instance, I saw another poll today. Fifty-five percent of Americans did not want Roe v. Wade overturned. All right, fifty-five percent. That's a majority. Um, excuse me. And there were so many different uh, subcategories of that polling specific to abortion, six weeks, 15 weeks, just things like that, that didn't align yes. with the Supreme Court's decision. And, and that's just, you know, one example. Um, you know, I know the, uh, you know, for instance, I, someone said earlier that you know, I, I don't know who, you know, why, why I would jump in bed with either one, because one is this and one is that. And they jumped into the whole, well, the left is over here, you know, trying to pay for everything with my tax dollars. And they're debating, you know, what's a woman, I, I think is what he basically said to me. And to a lot of people, you know, in, in America, they look at the left right now and they say, well, are you fighting for middle class values right. or are you fighting for the working class and the middle class? Because it, that's been a question about the left for some time now. Yep. Um, and that the, it's too many culture war issues and not enough about brass tacks and getting shit done. And right. you know, why, when they have a majority, can, can they not manage to accomplish anything legislatively? Why, you know, wh- how could Roe v. Wade be overturned when you've got the presidency and you've got the House um, and you've got, you know, the Senate technically? Like, how could that, you know, how could that happen? Well, you know why? Because Mitch blocked. Sure, the filibuster. Mayor, yeah, Mayor Garland. To, uh, no, they didn't take oh, on Mayor well, Garland that, back well, then. Well, sure, that, there's that. Yeah, that's what it was. There's the, that. I mean, there, there are a lot of things that go into it. That, that, yes, and and so I, I'm not here to debate it all. All I'm saying is, we got too many fires burning. I agree. It's kind of like the analogy I made with Jack Del Rio and, and Ron Rivera a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh we were, man, we were out for that, buddy. Uh, uh, um, uh, man, yeah. he that is a lot of fires well, over there. That's what I. But, the, but the, why did Jack? But Jack Del Rio, I've heard. Well, hold on, real mixed quick. reviews. But on that's him. that's the point that I made that next day. I was like, listen, even even if you agree with what he said, I don't know how you could because what he said was just, I mean, wrong. I mean, he can be a conservative. He can have his opinion on lots of things, but like he came about, he, the way he presented that was wrong. And so, more than anything, though, I said, no matter what side you fall on, this is the Washington Commanders we're talking about, owned by Dan Snyder. You know, embroiled in, in every manner of controversy. You got like a dozen fires burning in your organ. Don't start another one. <laughs> Don't light something else on fire. Don't do that. Why would you do that? So, like, of course, you know, Ron has this reputation of being a, a disciplinarian, you know, being a culture guy. Well, you would sure, you know, sit a player, suspend a player, fine a player, you know, if, if they violated some code of conduct or, you know, did anything that, that broke that kind of etiquette. You bench Cam for not wearing a tie one time. Well, you got a, a coordinator out here talking politics in the media uh, for some reason or another. You're going to get that guy under control? Like, Brian Mitchell went ape shit on his radio show in D.C. Did he? I didn't hear oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, that's absolutely. I saw about it, but I was gone. But oh, yeah, it was, I mean, he, he, he'd had enough. You could tell. <laughs> he'd had enough. Um, and there were times where. He had enough of Washington itself? Yeah, well, just, you know, the way things Or Jack Del Rio. Well, Jack Del Rio, too, yeah. Um <laughs> And, you know, I thought Ron's statement kind of covered it well the next day. But um, it was interesting because Brian, I'm listening to it, and I was just on Brian's show. He and J.P. Finley had me on two days before that. 
and Brian's going off, and he wants to he wants to cuss somebody out, but he's stopping himself because he's on public airwaves. He can't go nuts, and so he's, you can tell he's really frustrated because he wants to motherfuck this and GD that. And like, I mean, he is hot, dude. Um, but it was entertaining. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it was it was entertaining, and he just kind of had enough. So, um, oh my gosh, did you? I know you've seen the highlights on YouTube of the Arizona Republican um, nominee. Oh my God! Yes, the governor's race. Oh my God! Wait, is that is it Arizona? Or is that Wyoming? Because I thought Liz Cheney was in that. No, no. So Wyoming had the uh, the Senate. Thing. Oh God! Hers yeah. was the Senate yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Arizona one was funny, dude. They had like the dude. Then there was a couple women up there. Yeah. And he was like, last time I was on the stage with this many women, I was at a um, um, a baby shower. <laughs> the dude host it was like, you know what, whatever his day was, I'm just gonna let you hold on to that. All right. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna see how that you know, he's just like no reaction. Nobody's yeah, like, dude. It was so funny, dog. Even a lady up there was like, I feel like I'm this is on like an SNL skit. And like there's definitely SNL's definitely going to do that one. It was so bad. It was it was S dude, it was then you had a woman, she's like, I'm Italian, mama mia. Oh it, was, it was hilarious. I'm like you can't make this up right now i'm like this is who's running i'm like whoever's running against him should definitely win like there's no way you this is who's leading you like i was it was ridiculous Kyle. yep hilarious we gotta go yeah we need the longest podcast episode we've done in like a year oh that was i'm sorry we could still go we had that's what happened man smoked it hadn't seen you in 30 we got video i know right we got more things to talk about we got video coming we'll talk to you next time i gotta go to bed I yelled at the kids for fireworks the other night. I turned into an old man. I yelled at the neighborhood kids. <laughs> they wouldn't stop. Friday night, man. It's like, dude, it's July 1st. It's like three <laughs> days away. Oh. <laughs> Friday night, I got a sleeping okay. kid. Like, That's what, like, I get it. It's like the Battle of Gettysburg, two and a half yards <laughs> down. I'm like, bro, the, with the mortar fire. Come on, <laughs> dude. Like, give me some firecrackers or some sparklers or something. Like, not this, like you're not shelling the enemy here. What dude, the fuck are we doing? It's the first. The it, first. Right. Then you deserve to be able to speak your piece, Kyle. Come on. Now, if it was the fourth, I was like, Kyle, I, mean, I dealt with it last night. That you're supposed to just deal with it on the fourth, but the first—that <laughs> that's a little aggressive. Not gonna lie. Fuck them kids. That's I'm sorry. Aggressive. That was that was that was a joke. That was a, people probably don't know the reference. Now they're gonna think Kyle hates kids. <laughs> they're not gonna know that Michael Jordan said. Hey, Michael Jordan said that, right? Uh, oh, I think so. Maybe, I think he yeah. did, right? Yeah. Okay, let's blame MJ. Everybody yeah. does that. That's the invoked thing to do. He doesn't sign autographs if he sees kids. Just letting you know. That's true. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard and be nice to each other.